our brand stories, get inspired and learn from thought leaders, CEOs, business owners, managers, entrepreneurs, and experts who tell their brand stories and share their first-hand insights. For all brand lovers, this show is to help you develop and grow your brand in a more intentional, strategic, and most of all, authentic way, locally and globally. Whether it's your personal brand or company brand, or whether you want to brand your product, service, or cause. Welcome to Brands Talk. I'm your host, Brigitte Bakowski. I'm the founder and owner of Bridget Brands. I help my clients craft meaningful strategies that effectively elevate their brands to unleash their full potential and shine. Walk the talk. Let's get started and dive with me into the world of brands. Today, my guest is Elmari Schutte. She is a freelance copywriter, entrepreneur, and highly sensitive leader. Being in the health and wellness copywriter space for entrepreneurs, she empowers those who struggle with copywriting to write with ease so that they can write in writing copy that resonates deeply with their clients. I warmly welcome Elmari Scooter. Welcome to Brands Talk. Thank you, Brigitte. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here today. That's going to be a really interesting episode all about copywriting. Before we dive deep into copywriting, I would like to talk about your journey. You have taken a bold path that lately many courageous women take, and that is becoming your own boss. You started your copywriting business in 2019, And you went from like a done employee to a newly minted entrepreneur. And you refer to yourself as a highly sensitive leader. So what does that mean exactly being a highly sensitive leader? Thank you. That's a beautiful question. I want to explain first what is a highly sensitive person. Because that's where it starts. You, there's 20, 15 to 20% of the population that is highly sensitive. And what it basically means is that we all have filters. What I understand about it is we all have filters on our nervous system. So the other 80%, the filters are very narrow. So they don't take in that much information. But for highly sensitive people, our filters on our nervous system is very wide. So we take in a lot of information. And of course, if you take in a lot of information, it is very easily, you can very easily be overwhelmed. So why I call myself a highly sensitive leader is that I have learned and I'm still learning how to manage my filters so I'm not so easily overwhelmed. Okay, okay. And how does that impact you, especially deciding as an entrepreneur I'm done with it and I want to go another route. I want to become my own boss. I want to start my own business. So how was that journey for you as a highly sensitive person? I'd like to start with being an employee because as an employee, if you are, you take in a lot of information and you are more attuned to people's emotions. So when you're more attuned to people's emotions, you tend to not want to disappoint people 
So it's very difficult to say no. As an employee, this is also very difficult because you take on too much. You take on everything that's thrown your way because you can't say no, you want to be ha- keep everyone happy. And then, so part of being an employee, part of the transitioning from employee to entrepreneur was also because I'm highly sensitive. I wanted to manage my own time and be get the ability to say no for my own reasons, not because I'm employed. When because when I'm employed, I just have to say yes because what's going to happen if I say no and someone's unhappy about it? So that was a big part. Big it had a big impact on me start moving over to being an entrepreneur. But yes, the beginning of the journey was really difficult because now I have to find a way. I didn't like you said. I took a bold step. I didn't have a plan when I started as an entrepreneur. I want I needed to find a way and use yourself now how much information is out there for entrepreneurs and what do I choose where do I go so there was a lot of overwhelm and then I decided to expect it if I find an entrepreneur course or a freelancing course to see how do I how do I choose what I want to do? So I did a freelancing course and in this freelancing course there was a little test and it showed me copywriting. And I resonated very well with copywriting. All right. Before we go into copywriting and talk about having your own business and being an entrepreneur, how did that show that it impacted you being a highly sensitive person as an employee, not being able to say no? What was the pain or how did you feel that? And how did you understand this is not good for you yeah we often i think a lot of us take on too much not just highly sensitive persons and then you end up in burnout so you feel like there's no reason for doing anything like this anymore so it impacted me in i couldn't progress or in work anymore because i felt like i just have to go there and get the money and get back to home and sleep it off or get over it or rest and yes it not being able to say no had a huge impact on me as an employee and the biggest fall the biggest negativity about it was that I couldn't function as myself I wasn't really I was just a robot working and going home I didn't really function as myself but at the same time there was also a positivity because I am highly sensitive and that made me gave me the opportunity to connect deeper with some of the people I work with. So there's a few stories I can tell about people who work with me who experience the positive side of the strengths of highly sensitivity because I could relate to them and uplift them in a way. Okay, okay. And how is this overwhelm now different as a business owner? Because there is a lot of uncertainty out there and it's very overwhelming for someone who is or has just transitioned into being his or her own boss. How do you cope with that uncertainty? How do you cope with being out of this comfort zone? So in how far is that different now and better now for you as a sensitive As a sensitive leader and being an entrepreneur, I can choose how I manage my time and how I manage my energy. So if you will go to work, you have to be there at a certain time that is set by someone else. And then you come home and you are already overwhelmed. You have to somehow de-stress 
from what you're doing. And it's not possible, perhaps, if you go to work every day. So as an entrepreneur, I can manage my own time and I can make sure that worth the time management, I can make, I can manage my energy and prepare myself better for the appointments I make and the time I'm going to spend on working with a client or working, doing work for a client. I understand that there is this control that I have over my own mind. There is no external factor, no company that is controlling how I have to function. Is that correct? Exactly. That's exactly it. I have control over what I'm doing. Okay. All right. You have control and you are a copywriter. How do you approach the topic of copywriting? How do you teach your clients how to write? Okay. So my, I teach them the system I follow. So my system is basically research. The biggest part of copywriting is research. You can't just jump into something and write something. Maybe it will work, maybe it won't. But you have a big, better understanding if you do research. And it is research about what you are writing. And it's research about your client. And very importantly, it's research about your client's market, your client's audience. Because as a copywriter, you want to be the link between what your client is saying and being making sure that resonates with their audience. So that's the first and very important part is doing the research around your copywriting. And then my process is basically starting with how the body of the copywriting. So I want to, I put together, from the research, I put together everything I will place in the copywriting and I plan, I create a structure, I plan how do I go how I'm going to put this together. And from there, and I fill in everything that's required in the copy. And then there's some editing. You'll see a lot of jokes. If you follow some copywriters, you'll see a lot of jokes about hey, how many times we edit because the first draft is no, never perfect. And you all, we strive for perfection, but we can't really reach that. But we edit and edit because as a copywriter, you want to use the words, at least words, so you get the message across faster, but you also want to make sure you get all of the message. And then we delve into the client's heart of it. So we need to put the client's heart of it into the copywriting. And after that, I'll teach them how to add. Yes, then when you have the body, it's easier to to find a heading. If you try to put a heading first, you are, have a lot of pressure to get a perfect heading. For me, if I write the body first and then I do the heading and the intro, it's easier. It flows easier. And then after that, I'll just re-edit to make sure everything flows perfectly. And then I also teach clients how to do social media posts. That's from the body. You get that information from the body of your piece. And Yes, and then we just re-edit and make sure everything is fine and they are happy with it and it resonates with their clients or their audience. Okay, we actually start with the end. We re-engineer from the hearts of the people we want to appeal to so that we can basically resonate with them, with the copy that we are writing. It's about the ideal audience or their ideal reader. I'm really trying to get an understanding about 
the customer or the reader I'm going to attract with my copy. It's exactly in the center. They are in the heart and or we are in the heart of them. And then we re-engineer backwards. Is that right? Then we start writing our copy based on research, based on, yeah, experience, based on everything that is necessary in order to come up with the story, right? Yes. Yes, I love that you say re-engineer. We are tracking it from where we want to where we want it to go and then we put it everything in place the steps before that in place exactly and then you say there is a certain order when it comes to a structure because there is the copy there is the title there are subtitles there is call to action so how do I order that? You said that the title comes last or do I start with the CTA, with the call to action? How do I start? Yes, for me, it's the best way is to write your message, write what's on your heart first, that on the paper. And then you can, uh, yes, put that on the paper and then you do the call to action. Or you can add call to actions throughout the copy as well, but make sure... Well, there's a lot of pressure also on call to actions and, like I said, on the headings and the better, a good intro so you can keep your reader reader reading. But for me, it's best to put a heart of your message on the paper first and then I'll go, I'll check, maybe I'll add call to actions to that already, but then I'll check and see, okay, from this heart, what is a good heading for this? And then I'll write the heading and I try a few different headings and then from the heading, it... I find a logical intro to the heart of the copy. And then I'll also make sure that I have a call to action and see if there's throughout the copy, if there's more spaces to add a call to action, because that's what you want to do. You want to call your audience to action. So the more calls to actions you have without being salesy about it, that's a good idea. That's a good word, salesy. Um, we don't want to come across like that. So how can we become a better copywriter as, let's say, entrepreneurs so that the copy is not salesy, reflects our branding, reflects us and our values that we live by? How do we bring that together? Understanding our customer, be in their shoes, connect with them on this emotional, visceral level, but at the same time, live by our values, yeah? being in full authenticity. So how does that go together? How do I connect here best? That's a very beautiful question. What I think about it is that if you need to be, if you want to be authentic, you need to know yourself. So that is part of maybe the research you need to do before you write anything is to Get to know yourself. Go sit down and write, script out who am I and what is my goals and what is my missions and where do I want to go and why do I want to serve these people that I'm planning to serve? And then from there, if I'm planning to serve these people, then you connect it with how do I relate and how can I, how can I project the image that is true to myself and that I can, that the people that are meant to work with me, the people are meant to be my clients, that resonates with my message, how do I put the message out there so they can hear my heart and my voice? All right. And once I have done that, how can we create 
consistency with our topic that creates value of course but over time to have this consistency because we are sending out newsletters blogs let's say weekly or bi-weekly or monthly how can i keep them close to me so that i can build a real trustworthy relationship with them and get them to sooner or later purchase with us well let me use the word full transparency as a new entrepreneur i'm still learning how to do that But from my experience in this little time that I've been an entrepreneur is that you need to check in with your heart, check in with the basis, the foundation of why you are doing it every time you write something. So it's not just about sitting down and writing something. It is like, what is the true connection I want to make here? And what is my heart saying? And how I'm going to, how I'm going to, show that to my audience. All right. So do you have any copywriting tips that help us to take action and practice right away? Maybe yeah. three to five first steps. Yes. The first step, I think, is that you need to make sure you are speaking to your audience. You might have heard the saying, if you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. So it's important to restructure sentences and restructure your copy so you speak to your audience. And the word you is very important. Let me give it a simple example. If I say to you, the first hour is free, you think, okay, maybe, let's see, maybe this one first hour is free. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. But if I say to you, your first hour is free, it feels like I'm speaking to you directly. So the word you is my first tip. That is very important. Make sure it's, you need to say what is your service about? What is your offer about? So there's going to be I and we in it, but the word you is very important and see where you can restructure sentences. So you use the word you instead of I or we. And then my second tip is <clears throat> read it out loud. It's interesting. I don't know. I'm certain you have seen before where you get a sentence or a paragraph where the words are all scrambled, but only the first and the last letter is in place. And somehow you can still read it. It's just that our brains are that amazing. We can figure it out. If you know the word, you can figure it out. So when you are reading, I feel it's the same when you are reading something not out loud, when you read it to yourself, it makes sense because you are reading it. But when you read it out loud, Now your brain have to take another function and use another function and translate it into something that makes sense. So then you can identify where something is not making sense or where it's a little bit difficult to learn, to read, and then you can change it so your audience will understand it easily. Okay, so that's my second tip. And then the third tip is what we spoke about is Don't put so much pressure on yourself to write your heading and your intro first. Write the body of the piece. And then when you're done with that, you will, it will sometimes the heading will come to you because you have the body of the piece and then you write the heading and the intro. So that's my three tips. Wonderful. So the first one was use the word you. The second was read it out loud. And then the third one is write the body first. Yes. Great. So now I would like to switch gears a little bit. We all experience tremendous personal and emotional growth in our life through all the ups and the downs and the 
wins and the setbacks and detours, which ultimately makes us what we are today. And yeah, we strive to be in our best version. That's human nature. So I would like to know from you, what does being in our best version mean to you? Or what does it mean to be a strong personal brand? And that shines. I think that is about the image you want to portray. You have to make sure that it's true to yourself. We come back to the word of authenticity. You have to be true to yourself. You can't, if your brand, I don't think a brand is sustainable if it's superficial. It is, if it's authentic and true to yourself, that will shine. You will shine through it. That will shine and you will be the source to the brand and it will be sustainable. Good. And when it comes to you, what is what makes you shine and be at your best? What is the singular thing that sets you apart from all the other copywriters? Why would someone come to you? I connect with people heart to heart. I'm not there to just write copy and get something on your website or get an email out. I want to connect with you and know who you are and then write copy that resonates with you and your audience. All right, good. Elmari, before we come to the end, I would like to do some rabbit fire terms, respectively this quick word rap. Okay. Would you like to give me quick and short answers to that? Yes, let's do this. All right. So when it comes to story. Story, tell it from the heart. Highly sensitive. Can be overwhelming, but it is very much strength in it. Very much powerful. Okay. Women empowerment. Something that's really essential today to, to change the economy and change the world. Make it a better place. Okay. And last but not least, brands. Brands, be authentic. All right. Elmarie, where can listeners find you if they want to get in touch with you, if they need copywriting? Where do they find you? I'm on LinkedIn and I am on Facebook and on Instagram and I have a website and they'll also find the links there as well. Great. Yeah, Elmarie, thank you so much for being my guest today on Brands Talk. It really was a pleasure learning from you how to write our copy with ease as an entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and I appreciate being here. And that was my conversation with Elmari Scooter. If you like my show, follow Brands Talk on your preferred app, share it on social media, and if you find a minute or two, leave a quick rating or review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about me and my services, head over to BridgetBrands.com and get inspired. If you need support in becoming a strong and truly authentic brand, drop me an email. I'd love to be your guide on your hero journey. I hope you will stay tuned in on the next episode when we dive into the world of brands.